me for this edition of the KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. My name is Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is running the board and talk often about the eclecticism of this program. It's one of the things that I love about it is that uh, right when I think that I have covered all the, the topics that I can, uh, something comes along that is really unique and interesting. And I do want to thank my dear friend, Father James Yamauchi from the Holy Trinity Seminary for emailing me recently and suggesting that I do an interview about Grace Hill Farms Texas and his friends Tracy and Clay Bechtol, uh, who have uh, worshipped at uh, St. Martin of Tours in Forney for the last five years. That's where they knew him because uh, Father James, up until recently, was the pastor there for a while. And so I don't know much about what this whole Grace Hill Farms is all about, but uh, that's why I brought Tracy and Clay in and they joined me in studio to explain what they are up to. And by the way, GraceHillFarmsTX.com is the website. So welcome to both of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Dave. Thanks All for right. Us. So, a little bit of background about the two of you. I know you've uh, you've together have uh, five children, ranging from twenties and thirties. So, older children, one grandchild, one grandchild, and yes. like I said, from the Forney area. And uh, you have started uh, what five years ago? This Grace Hill Farm. So. Uh, just let me start off and just say, what is it? <laughs> Do you want to explain that, Tracy? What is Grace Hill Farms, Texas? Well, Grace Hill Farms, Texas is our own personal farm. We um, are located just a little east of Dallas. And, you know, it's really been a journey of developing Grace Hill Farms mm-hmm. and what it is. And we're, we're really in the, in the world of farming. We're in its infancy. Yeah. We, um, you know, it's it's been a, a really cool journey of development and learning and trials and errors and and such. But I think I think the Holy Spirit has finally revealed what our plan is. All right, twenty acres and clay. When we say farming, what are we talking about? Are you growing corn? Are you got pigs and sheep and lambs and chicken or what exactly do you have on these acres well i I think we've tried almost everything um over the last five years and um really trying to decide what our what god's purpose for our farm is to be we knew when we when we moved there there was something special about it um when you're there you just have this sense of peace and calm that overcomes you so we knew that we knew God had a purpose for it. We just never knew exactly what that was. So we, we've been patiently waiting over the last five years, um, to have him reveal that to us. So we've, we've continued. We've, you know, we've done planting. We've tried to grow corn. We've, uh, you know, gardened a lot on it. We have chickens and ducks and we even at one point had a adopted pig out there as well for a while. So, um, so yeah. it's, it's been a journey. And, um, I think now we're finally, um, we're at a point that we kind of know our purpose, mm-hmm. and that's what we're kind of stepping out to yeah. now with Grace Hill Farms. Now, I know, Tracy, you said you're from Iowa, I and am. you're from, Clay, you're from Dallas. Uh, City Slicker, I mean, is this like really off the charts for being doing something like this and nothing you experienced growing up, or is this, you know, yeah, okay, I've been on farms before. How How unique is this to your life experience? Well, I would say just from, you know, as a child, as a young young person i worked on the corn fields mm-hmm. i i worked for probably eight years i detasseled corn and that was something that we all did at, for summer jobs 
and it, it was hard work and you know hot and bugs and you know we didn't have big sunscreen at that time you know so mm-hmm. we were sunburned and it, it it was it was hard work yeah but that's what i was able to do to earn money to provide for you know my activities through the the school year and i didn't have to have a, a job during school yeah so how about you clay what's your your, your background um, again, yeah, I was born and raised here in Dallas and uh, never would have ever thought that I would be a farmer. <laughs> um, I always liked having a garden when I was growing up and yeah. planting and growing things like that. But the idea of, of actually owning a farm never once occurred to me. Uh, for 25 years, I, you know, I worked in the high-tech industry um, in sales and things like that. And Tracy kind of in the same boat, um, you know, until finally you get to a point in your life where you realize, you know, what – what is it that makes me happy? Yeah. You know, what do yeah. I want to do with my life? And I think we came to that point and decided to, to move out of Dallas and um, out to the Forney area and purchase 20 acres. So it was kind of a leap of faith mm-hmm. for us to do that. Yeah. Take me back. You kind of answered this a little bit already, but five and a half, six years ago when that first inspiration hit, one of you must have come to the other one and said, hey, you want to... Go, you know, how, how did that happen? What was the initial inspiration? Well, I, it, it actually had been a couple of years before then that we were thinking, okay, I think we want to live out, out of the city and probably build on some land. Mm-hmm. And so I kept looking and looking and looking and the right, the right land never presented itself. And then finally one time I was searching by farms instead of just land, I, I searched by farm. And this popped up, and I said, I really think we need to go take a look at this. Mm-hmm. And we pulled up, and immediately, it, it, it was it. Yeah. We just knew. Yeah. And it, it was just such an amazing journey to go through that process and, and to know now where we were back then. We, we never would have anticipated the change in our life that that farm was going to bring. Yeah, yeah, to our calming and uh, and there's a there's this you know a, a movement right now that you know the Mount St. Michael Catholic School in Dallas. If you're familiar with them, they're mm-hmm. doing you know the, the the kids are working the the land and they're in St. Isidore out in uh, Greenville or you know that area. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a reaction to an over technological world where we need to get back to something where we were. Is that, did you, are you riding this wave or did that have anything to do with it? What inspired you? Anything else? Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that. You know, we, I think everything we do is with intention yeah. and we aren't riding a wave. It's been a development. It's, it, we really believe that this is the Holy Spirit that's been guiding us. In fact, I've been fighting some of it for a while. Mm-hmm. Clay would say, oh, you know, why, why don't we build a stage and little bands can come out and people can come out and, you know, just enjoy it. I'm like, uh, n- no, no. Oh, I, I, I like that idea. No, <laughs> I, 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 I'm private. You know? <laughs> and so I would say really with, with COVID and people – I'm seeing them being more isolated, and here we are blessed with land, and it's open, and yeah. we can see, and we can breathe. And um, In fact, our kids came in, my daughter and son-in-law lived with us for a period of time. They were in the city, and they wanted to get out because of everything that was going on with COVID and, and life-changing, mm-hmm. you know, that I think for all of us to really be able to sit out and enjoy and not feel fear and 
so that really made us start thinking we've got to we have got to make sure we get this open for people to come out and yeah. enjoy it as well. Yeah. Uh, you gave you were kind enough to give me a dozen eggs from the chickens out there, and I'm excited to eat these. Are is this a sustainability type of thing where you want to be able to live off the land? Is that part of the idea, Clay? I, yeah, I think it's. I don't know if it's really you know a hardcore self sustaining yeah. kind of philosophy to it. Um, I do feel that people, especially us, that you do get something out of being able to provide for yourself. I mean, I'm, you know, there's certain things you don't want to have to grow because it makes more sense just to go yeah. to the store and buy them. Um, again, that's why, you know, we try growing corn and other things. Um, but there's something that comes out of working with your hands, you know, of, of making something and knowing if I had to, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to the old days where our forefathers were, they were pretty self-sufficient. You know, they, they grew their own crops, they grazed their animals, they milked the cows. And I think that that's kind of some of the things that have been lost over the generations that if people now are kind of wanting to kind of go back to just having the knowledge to do that. It yeah. just, it provides, you know, when you're working with your hands and things like that, it's just so self-gratifying and, and actually in some ways connects you with the Lord as well. Mm-hmm. And you gave it a name, Grace Hill Farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, how'd y'all come up with that name? Well, we've been trying to name the farm for many years. You know, we, we would come up with different things and myself, I'm, you know, I, I do pray a lot and anytime I'm just kind of needing help or to relax or to focus, I, I say Hail Marys mm-hmm. over and over and over again. I'm always, and so just not too long ago, Clay, Clay said, I think Grace, Grace keeps coming to me as a part of the name. And then there's a hill. Our, our farm starts up at the top of the hill and it kind of gradually slopes down and so we kind of came up with Grace Hill Farms mm. and it's just beautiful you know that the the Holy Spirit's working through us like that my prayers to Mary it, it it's being answered yeah. and we're being led right and it sounds like it's kind of trial by fire. You're learning as you go along. I mean, when you decide to get a different kind of animal or grow a different crop, do you do you go on YouTube or do you buy books <laughs> or how, how do you how do you kind of you, you got mentors or, well, or how do you do this? Yeah, I think it's it's one one thing about the internet this time now is that you know you can learn almost anything on there. Yeah, um, and you kind of have to take some of it as right and some of it as wrong, but ultimately it comes down to to actually trying it yourself and, and, and experiences. I mean, we, recently we now have sheep that we're raising. And mm-hmm. um, the other day, two of the two of the girls that have, you know, they've been getting along perfectly for the last year, and they're now um, getting ready to have lambs. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they're a little emotional, to say yeah. the least. And so two of them decided just to start button heads. And it's a scary <laughs> thing to watch. You know, they back up and they butt heads. And so we were worried and we separated them all. And Tracy contacted um, one of the ladies that she's been working with that has sheep. And she said, no, it's okay. They've been around for thousands of years. They'll get over it. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we learned that lesson. We just kind of let nature do its thing sometimes. Right, right. We're best to kind of stand back and, and watch. But it, uh, it's definitely been a learning process on many different things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Grace Hill Farms, Texas. Their website, gracehillfarmstx.com. Tracy and Clay Bechtall here from St. Martin of Tours Parish in Forney. And they have 20 acres of land out uh, in the Forney area. And that's this is the farm. And that's what we're talking about. And you mentioned, Tracy, about, you know, having a, a prayer life. And is is there a certain spirituality of being on the land like this where it is maybe a little easier to... To, to, to get close to God, where there isn't so much hustle and bustle and freeways, and uh, how, how has that helped your spiritual life? Well, it, it, it has in many ways, uh, it, almost too numerous to say, but one, just our parish community. It's a smaller community, and immediately we were embraced and just felt welcomed and uh, became very actively involved in volunteering with the parish and that's this is the first time that we've really mm-hmm. even done that in our in our lives and we're both cradle catholics yeah. and some of our very best friends now are members of the of the parish yeah and father james you know we went on pilgrimage with him and so just learning more about our faith and having more faith and turning things over to God when we're when we're looking at different decisions and things that we're working on and and how are we going to how are we going to do this? Well, you kind of do have to sit back and and really reflect on it and and intentionally pray about what what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's when when we came across the sheep. So it's an interesting program that uh, the sheep that we're breeding to, they don't exist in the United States. It's oh, a breed-up right. program. Oh, wow. And so just learning about that. And the beautiful thing about sheep is that, you know, the sheep eat the grass. They grow the wool. You can use the wool for countless mm-hmm. different applications. And then when the wool is done, you can recycle it. It, yeah. it goes back to the dirt. The cycle, yeah. It really is a cycle. Yeah. And and the working of wool is such an old, old trade mm-hmm. that people don't know about it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's been a beautiful journey learning how to work with wool and just we're going to start having classes where people can come out and learn the different processes that you go through to get the wool to a workable yarn. Yeah, which will kind of lead me to mm-hmm. the, the fact that you have a website and what you would like people to learn from the website. One more question before we get to that, though. Yeah. Are you both, uh, are either of you working outside the farm? Are you retired? Is there like a nine to five that you're going to still, Clay? Or, or is this is this your, your livelihood and this is the, your whole thing right now? Well, we've actually, um, Tracy and I started our own company um, about 2008. 2008, so quite a long time ago. So we've we've learned to work together well. Yeah, okay. Unrelated to the farm, is that Unrelated right? to oh, the farm, okay. yes. Okay. That would be another interview. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, so right now, we kind of, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to keep both going at the same time. So we kind of, Tracy's done pretty much all the work on the website and the development and the design and... Um, so she's kind of taken the lead on that part of it. I I know that my part will come when it when it comes around to start kind of you know building and developing things because mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of our uh, we've learned our shared kind of duties that we do 
she's the brains and I'm kind of the, the, bra, the muscle, the, the, bra, the brawn, the, yeah, yeah, behind it. So let's uh, talk about the website, gracehillfarmstx.com. What will people find there? What, uh, why a website in the first place? Uh, what are you trying to communicate to people? Well, I think the website helps us to focus. You know, we have lots of ideas and, and it, it, it helps us to stay on track with what we need to do to help help others. You know, our our house was um, originally at a different site, and it was at the site of one of the um, early demonstration farms, and that is where we're taking a lot of our cues from, is people would learn it, it's the site of the um, – Agriculture Extension Service. Mm -hmm. And there's information on that on our website that people can read about. And there's actually a photograph um, that has the house at the original site of that mm -hmm. demonstration farm. And that farm still operates today. It's big, big, big operation. Yeah. And so just getting back to teaching others whether they can use these different techniques at their homes to develop mini farms, you know, because everybody wants to learn how to grow and or to have chickens at your house. And my goodness, how do you have a chicken? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and just other other techniques that we have that that we want to help communicate to people and create a, a, commu a community mm -hmm. where people can come together. They can learn. We can do different tasks of um, art or crafts and building that community and and building that community of faith as well. Is it a formal kind of thing like Tuesday at four we're having a class on this or is it just call us and swing by and we'll show you something or or how formal is this training and what you're talking about? Yes, it's going it's very formal. We'll have we'll have specific dates and training yeah. and classes. Um, we're hoping to get together a really neat uh, one in the spring mm -hmm. that people can come out and learn just different techniques of uh, working with equipment and what do we do with little chicks and yeah. you know things like that. So it'd be it, for it's like a whole family, or it could uh, be the whole family. Everybody can learn. Yeah, okay. it, that's really what it is. It's for all all age ranges. Okay, yeah, and um, I think too with with some of the things we're looking at. Um, Again, we want we want this to be a place that people can come and experience the quietness, the peacefulness. So, yeah. which I think in our lives right now, everybody needs a little bit more of yes. to be able to kind of just take a moment and step back from from the city life, from everything that's going on. In our, in, as we know, these last couple of years have just been hectic, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. So, we want to be able to provide some place that. People can go and just spend a little time, have a have some peace and quiet, and maybe hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. And we can do that by, like Tracy said, some of the different classes. We talk about working with wool. We're talking about, you know, old world candle making out of beeswax. Um, you know, all kinds of different things like that that give a purpose but also allow people to come together and to share and to, you know, just to kind of step back for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. So if people are interested in what you're talking about, they should visit the website. I think you said spring will probably be when these start. And so just keep going back and finding out when the, the, the classes and the training begins, right? Yes. And if they, okay. they want to participate in any of the social media, they can find us there and uh, we can post events and we'll be posting events there. We have, we have one going right now. Uh, some good friends of ours are doing a um, reaching out to the homeless and mm. helping them. So I'm trying to help promote 
different charitable and missionary work that that yeah. just you know it's ground ground up it you know people are just taking it upon themselves it's not any particular organization um we have a retreat that we're uh working with a group called farming faith um a parishioner friend of ours veronica wilson she mm-hmm. has started this group and um so you know she's going to have a little retreat out there at the end of uh, of another mm. um book study that yeah, that she's yeah. doing so sounds like yeah. you guys are just kind of the uh the tip of the iceberg as far as what you might be doing 5 years or 10 years from now the, the you're in the idea phase and um we're out of time um we have been but I want to just ask you if there's anything else that we didn't mention that you would like to tell our listeners and I'll just remind them that Tracy and Clay Bechtall um, are the owners of Grace Hill Farms, Texas. Their website, gracehillfarmstx.com. It's 50, it's 20 acres out near, um, uh, Forney and they have, uh, got some, some big plans and it sounds really interesting. I feel calmer just talking about it. So <laughs> anything else that you'd like, y'all like to mention before we close things up? Well, just to kind of wrap it up. Our, our one of our um, philosophies of, and and inspiration comes from one Thessalonians chapters four through eleven, and it's aspire to live quietly, mind your own affairs, and work with your hands. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of your motto, huh? That is. Yeah, yeah, very good. Doesn't get any better than that. So. Again, uh, it's a small family-owned demonstration farm focused on sharing creative and sustainable techniques in farming, crafting, and living. I love, I love what y'all are doing. I feel like I need to call my wife and say, hey, do you want to move out and start a farm? <laughs> Which I guess leads me to my last question. If somebody is listening and saying, this sounds really neat, uh, can they contact you and get some advice? Or would you, Are you ready to be mentoring people or anything like that? Absolutely, we are. In fact, uh, we've talked about that, that we need to put a together a little package that yeah. people can because there's a lot to navigate through yeah. when you're starting a farm and, uh, and I'm so, always looking for free help <laughs> yes. volunteers you're or? welcome anytime Dave interns <laughs> okay uh, no I, I, I think it'd be fun to bring the family out there just to, on a Sunday afternoon and go out there and just see it and you know chase around a, a chicken or you know pet a sheep or something that'd be kind of fun our kids would love it yeah. um how, how's that for inviting myself over huh <laughs> anytime and anyways uh th- thanks so much uh for for coming in it's really interesting and i invite everybody to visit that website gracehillfarmstx.com tracy and clay bechtall uh, have been my guests and of course thanks so much to father james yamuchi uh, who suggested this interview, and I'm glad he did. And so thank you, Father James. And uh, you all come back in uh, six months or a year, and we'll get an update and see how you're doing. Uh, f- f- follow-up interview, okay? That great. sounds great. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Dave. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have any ideas, this is how these interviews happen. I, I very rarely, if ever, go out looking for interviews. They come to me, and they're, they're always uh, just so uh, different and interesting. And so if there's something that you have heard of that touches on our Catholic faith in one way or the other, and it's local, then we'd like to talk about it on this program. Just email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. God bless you. 
Please join us in praying for the intercession of Immaculate Mary, patroness of the United States, through a patriotic prayer hour. Our church, country, and families are facing many challenges. Strong faith and prayers are needed to overcome and to nourish the hope for peace in our hearts, homes, and country. A patriotic rosary will be held at St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth, focusing on prayer for our nation and for our church on Monday, February 22nd from 7 to 8 p.m. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program, and with me, I believe, doing her first uh, full-time production of this show is Cecil Anderson, because as of last Friday, she became our full-time North Texas assistant. I think that's her title, so we expect an even better uh, job from Sissel this time. So if it seems like it's a little bit better than past interviews of the week, that's because Sissel now is full time. So she's much more serious about it. Uh, I have a delightful guest to introduce you to this hour and, uh, really, uh, a lady that I've gotten to know the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes really came in and made a big impression on this office. Just the way she's, the way she carries herself and dresses and, uh, kind of, kind of larger than life personality. <laughs> her name is Roxana Young. And uh, she and her husband uh, worship at Holy Redeemer Parish in the city of Alito, Texas. And she also has been the director of Flourishing Tree of Life uh, Family Pregnancy Resource Center in Alito for several years now. And she's here to talk about it and uh, let you know how perhaps you could uh, be assisted by Flourishing Tree of Life, or maybe you want to assist them and help them in a number of ways as well. So, Roxana, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Well, <clears throat> thank you, Dave, for inviting me. This is an honor and a privilege. Now, I don't think radio does you justice because you come in, you gotta, you got to describe, you come in, you've got a, basically a bright red, uh, looks like kind of a cowgirl outfit, you had a hat, You've got this really interesting necklace around with like dozens of saints medals. And so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a very interesting person. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, now, a, now you're going to get all shy on me on the I radio. Mean, Come it's on. true. I'm totally shy. Yeah, you can't get shy. You're not a shy person. Um <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy my saints, so I created yeah. this from reading their books. So this okay. is something I enjoy. Uh, my favorite color is red, so I thought, well, I, I'm going to bring a splash of red. And, I think you brought uh, more than a splash. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> so who are some of the saints on your necklace? Uh, well, I've got Padre Pio. I've got uh, St. Teresa the Little Flower. I've got uh, Mother Teresa. I've got uh, just several... Several beautiful saints. Mm, wow. Yeah. I bet people ask you about that because you, you can't help but notice it and it's a good way to evangelize, right? That's true. That's true. They okay. Do. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> your background, you told me a little bit as I was giving you a tour. Um, you haven't been doing this kind of work your whole life. Uh, well, what, what's your background professionally uh, and personally? Well, um, 
when I uh, with Holy Redeemer for seven years, I was the Respect for Life coordinator. Okay, so I've always been involved in that. My husband is uh, retired military, so we traveled. Uh, two of my children were born in Germany, mm. so while I was there, I was actually helping uh, drug and alcohol counseling. And then before that, I was a probation officer. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting uh, career. Yes. What is it, before we get into Flourishing Tree of Life, and because I'm guessing that 99% of the people listening right now are not familiar with it because it's in Alito. I know it's small and it's relatively new. Uh, but what, what, why is this issue of life so important to you? What, what drives you to, you know, dedicate your life and your, now your profession to the, the sanctity of life? I absolutely love babies. And I remember when I was young, my father is a retired doctor, MD, and, uh, my mother was having her, uh, fifth child and there were complications. So I remember my father, uh, taking me t- to the chapel at the hospital and say, we need to pray. And at that moment, I thought, you know what? Uh, life is important and babies, I could lose my brother and my mother at mm. that time. And I would help him, uh, during high school, I would help him at his medical clinic. And I remember at one point there was an abortionist that, li- that worked out, not where he was, but fairly close. And this is Corpus Christi where it was rather rare. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wow wow, this is very interesting. And I began, I think that's when I started praying for the babies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the battle continues to rage so many decades after Roe v. Wade. It seems like it's becoming more of a battle in our country, in our world, uh, as uh, the the years go by. So let's talk about Flourishing Tree of Life. When you first emailed me, I was like, I have never heard of this. And I've been doing this for so many years. So I'm very curious. The The website, flourishingtree.org, when was it founded? For what purpose? Uh, what was the original inspiration? Tell, tell us a little bit more about the background. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Flourishing Tree of Life was actually founded by Glenda Garrison in 2016. And uh, she has since retired. And then I started as a board member that year. And then I became the executive director in 2017. Uh, we're a 501c3 nonprofit family pregnancy resource center. And the name Flourishing Tree of Life evolved during one of our board meetings. So it came from Jeremiah seventeen seven eight. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. Mm. It fears not the heat when it comes, it, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. Mm, wow, that's uh, powerful. Because almost all the the women that you deal with are in some state of distress. Exactly. And I know it's a really challenging situation to be in. So as I look at your website, flourishingtree.org, and everything, every, all services are free, right? Correct. And there's just so much, you know, adoption referrals, uh, earn while you learn program, abortion recovery, free license counseling services. I mean, ultra, ultrasounds, pregnancy testing. You guys do a lot. Well, <clears throat> the ultrasound was donated to us and it was a 13 year old ultrasound. So we're not old, but when we received it, it, it lasted just uh, less than a year. 
So as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, right now, the Knights of Columbus are assisting us in purchasing a new ultrasound. So we're excited because we do have a OBGYN, we have a sonographer, and we've got nurses that are ready, you know, to work with that ultrasound. But because of the future, we don't know what's going to happen. So you want to have everything in place, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, I think of Alito as being a small town. I don't know how big is the staff. How many? Because you have a, a professional counselor on staff, and um, I, I just look at all these services, and I'm thinking, boy, how can you provide all this for free? So go ahead, tell me about okay. that. Well, uh, everybody's volunteering. We've yeah. got volunteers. I mean, when we started, it's it's pretty much a volunteer, um, and we do it out of love because we love this. Uh, what we're doing. Um, so we do have a lot of people that are volunteering and you can make, because of COVID, they can make phone calls so they can talk to a nutritionist and it's all free. And these are volunteer people that want to help. So mm-hmm. it's, it's worked out well for us. Yeah. So as far as staff, there's really just myself and a, my assistant. And that's it. The rest mm-hmm. are volunteers. Yeah. You, when I was giving you a tour, you told a story about the time when you got your first client and it was like a big deal. And then you said it has now grown to a lot, like 90 a month, I think you said. Uh, tell us about the growth and what kind, uh, you know, of volume, I guess, for lack of a better word. How many people are you servicing right now? Well, uh, yes, we started, you know, we had one client and we were so excited because we saw the growth with her. And um, then because of COVID, we've had to change uh, how we approach and how we uh, try to contact our, our, our clients. Uh, they're very big into social media. That's, a, that's what we've learned. So with social media, we're contacting our clients mm-hmm. and they're coming to us. So within one month, we had like, for example, the month of April, we had over 90 clients. But the interesting thing is we're not open every day. So yeah. in the month of April, we're only, we were only open 14 days. Oh, wow. And within the 14 days, every day is only four hours that we see a client. Mm-hmm. So that amount of time to see over 90 is amazing. Yeah. And so take me through the process. A woman, let's just say in the area of Alito, uh, has an unexpected pregnancy. She panics. She typically will go online and put in want abortion. And does your ad pop up? And how is that paid for? Um, do you work with heroic media if you're familiar with them or how, how, how do you, how do you reach the women? Okay. Um, <clears throat> because we don't have the ultrasound working right now, we're mm-hmm. waiting on that, but yeah. we do pregnancy tests and everything we do have is free. So because of our location, they will drive by and they will see us okay. and uh, they'll make a phone appointment because we're not there all the time. If you look at flourishingtree.org, it tells you when we're open, when we're closed. And on our website, it also has a 24-hour line where you can actually talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they make an appointment, uh, I saw, a, oh, she was probably, I think, 18 years old on Thursday, and she wanted to find out if she was pregnant. Uh, so they do a pregnancy test. And before they do that, I ask them, what is your opinion? Do you, what do you feel about being pregnant? Are you excited? And I've had several that say, well, my mother wants to 
take me to an abortion clinic. And my friends have all had abortions. And then I asked them, what do you want to do? And uh, some of them have said, well, I'm thinking about adoption. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, before we find, before we do this pregnancy test, I'm going to walk you around and show you what we have and what's available. Yeah. So I show them where we are, what we have as far as to help them. And this particular girl said, I never knew places like you existed. Mm. And she said, I would like to volunteer after COVID. Oh, wow. And I want to share this information to all my friends. And then I said, well, did you, you know, how are you feeling about keeping your baby? And she was very positive, and uh, we found that she was not pregnant, but she's willing to help share this news to all her friends, which oh. is great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So most of the women, or perhaps women with a boyfriend or a husband or a mother, they come in typically abortion-minded, or that's, uh, I mean, they typically don't come in and say, I just want to share the great news of my pregnancy. I mean, they, they're, 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 they're questioning whether they want to keep the baby in most cases, right? We ha- we have a variety of everything right now. I mean, we we had a, a client that was in her forties, and she said, "You know what? I'm in my forties. I don't think it's really safe to have a baby." And she was questioning that. And I said, "You know what? Let's have a seat and let's visit." I said, "I had my last child when I was forty, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Really?" And I said, "I love this child, you know, and I'm so excited that I have this had this baby." And uh, she also kept her child. Uh, so we have a variety of ages and a variety of of attitudes towards uh, having a baby or sh- maybe adoption. Mm-hmm. We've also had men that their wives during COVID left them mm. and they left them with five kids and they don't know what to do with these babies. So we're able to help them with diapers and formula and things like that. Yeah, very nice. You are listening to the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM. Uh, my guest is Roxana Young, Director of Flourishing Tree of Life. Their website is Flourishing tree.org and they are located at 9900 east bankhead in alito texas 76008 uh and again the website flourishing tree.org you mentioned a couple of times about covid and how that's impacted how uh you run things and so talk a little bit more about that what is 20 how did has 2020 been different than 2019 well, uh, <clears throat> the volume has definitely increased, but because of COVID, we do have a drive-through so they can stay in the car and they make a phone call and we find out what their specific material needs are. Mm-hmm. And then we bring them those goods, but we also ask them information and find out what else they need. Yeah. And some of them want counseling and we do have free counseling, which is Great. Uh, so if they ask that or housing, we have a list of referrals where we can send them to different locations for that. So we find out what their needs are and then we schedule, um, we, we get their email because everything that we do is electronically. So we send them an earn while you learn program where they can do it at home and they can watch educational programs on parenting and things like that that are very informative and they get points so they can come back and buy their diapers. They can buy the things that they need. So it's not, um, we're not freely giving them after that. And they go to church, they get points. If they do a Bible study, they get points. So it's a point system after that initial visit. All right. And you had mentioned to me that you have people contacting you or coming by from really not only all parts of the Metroplex, even 
sometimes in some cases out of state, people are contacted you. Well, what is uh, what is it unique about your place that's drawing people from outside Alito? I think the key is how you connect with the clients. Uh, and I think social media is the really biggest key mm-hmm. uh, because we do, we have received phone calls from New York, from Houston, from Dallas, from San Antonio, from Florida. And I had mentioned missionaries working with Honduras, Ecuador, and Mexico. So the places that are out of our reach, we um, have different um, contact resources. If they just give me their zip code, I can find a facility uh, similar to ours that is in their location, mm-hmm. which is very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, the people that come to us have come from Fort Worth. We've had some from... Denton, Dallas, Granbury, uh, Bedford, uh, Weatherford, uh, you know, Gainesville. So they've driven to us from those locations, yeah. knowing that there's other facilities out there, but they've decided to come to us. Yeah, very nice. You mentioned about your conversation with one particular woman and how you approached it. Well, what do you tell or the counselors, the, the staff, the volunteers, what has been effective uh, because I'm, you know, you're in a very, very emotionally charged kind of moment and, and situation. What, what works? What, what, what have you found other than, of course, the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer? What, what, what helps to turn someone's opinion away you know, towards life? Um, <clears throat> I think number one is prayer and yeah. definitely the Holy Spirit. I love to go to mass every single day and I love adoration every single day. And I think that's very powerful. Um, with a client, they know when you're real, they know when you're fake and they know when you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So being honest and giving them the facts about what we have and how we can help them and how we can support them. A lot of yeah. these clients feel like they don't have anyone at all. They usually don't have a parent. They don't have family members to help them and they want to feel that love. So I think the big key is L-O-V-E, you know, Mm -hmm, connecting with them, letting them know that you're there and you're not going anywhere. We've had clients that have had babies with Down syndrome and they're very young and we're here and we've helped them till the baby's two years old. I mean, we've got diapers from preemie all the way to size seven and we want to be there to help them. Yeah, That's the key. You mentioned all the services are free and that's got to be very expensive, providing diapers and formula and and counseling. So where does the money come from? How, How are you able to fund all this? Well, I think the Holy Spirit and our Lord provides that funding, you know. I've got people that, uh, different churches that have brought things to us, diapers, and typically when we're at, we only have one more package of diapers, here comes a a van with several diapers of that size that we, that we need. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's a blessing. We do have people that have helped us. So, uh, the nights are amazing. Mom's groups are amazing. Um, and I try to, you know, visit with these different churches as well. Yeah. What, uh, what are your needs that, how can our listeners help you? Uh, probably a lot of them don't live in the Alito area, but maybe if they do, do you need volunteers? Do you need funds? Do you need, uh, I don't know, people to make phone calls or, or well, how can they help you? Because of COVID, a lot of people don't want to even come in. So we have ideas of what they can do from their house. So they can do things from their house. So if they call us, first of all, go to the website, flourishingtree.org. 
All the information is there. Uh, they can call us and we can visit on the phone because everybody has different gifts and strengths. Mm-hmm. So somebody might be a great grant writer. I think that would be an amazing gift. Social media would be an amazing gift. Uh, if they're interested in, we've got signs that we're selling. If they want to take 10 of them to their church and see if they could sell those signs for us. So, you know, calling us and, you know, letting me know what their gifts are and how they want to help uh, pray. Uh, they can financially assist us. Even a dollar a day would work. Uh, but anything like that. All right. Very good. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners? I got a couple of little questions to ask you here at the end that I actually, the, the Bishop of Dallas was here last week doing an interview and I asked him this at the end. I said there are a couple of tough questions that I asked this time of the year. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. So anything else about Flourishing Tree that uh, <laughs> that I haven't asked you that you'd like our listeners to know, or have I covered it all? I think you did a great job, Dave. All right. But I'm so, going to say a prayer before you ask these questions. Yeah, I know. They're, they're tough. They're tough. These, these are, Cecil knows where I'm going with this, okay? Uh, because we're in the month of December, okay? So uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, my gosh. That is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You know, uh, yeah, that's why people never come back for second interviews. I know. I, know. I, I, I was I, thinking I, I want to come back, but now I'm like, I, I don't had, know. Do you got a favorite uh, Christmas song? You know, they're all my favorite Christmas songs. Oh, you I can't, can't even have them all. You can't yes. pick them all. You know what? Just like the saints. Just narrow I it love, down to one. I love all my saints, and I'm not going to pick one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So are you going to pick a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I like It's a Wonderful Life. That's okay. a good one. Well, that That's seems to be everybody's favorite. There that you was, go. That was the Bishop of Dallas's favorite, too. Oh, no. Okay, and since, you, <laughs> since you'll pick, you're picking all the Christmas songs, can we just say It's Oh Holy Night? Can we I just, love it. I let's love just it. just insert that one in there. Is that I'll okay? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, because that should be everybody's favorite Christmas song. Okay, and I was good. No, I'm kidding. That that was that was actually the Bishop of Dallas's favorite as well. So it's we have unanimous. a lot in common yeah. then. All right, Roxana, thanks so much. Uh, you definitely infused a lot of life and verve and vigor and excitement into this office from the moment you walked in. You're a very engaging woman. So uh, thank you for coming in. It was really nice to meet you. Thank and you, Dave, for having me. I appreciate this and uh, pray for Flourishing Tree. Yeah, certainly. And visit the website, flourishingtree.org. And perhaps you want to volunteer, make some of those phone calls. You can donate. I'm sure they would love to take your your financial gifts as well. But uh, most importantly, keep them in prayer. So thanks, Roxana. Great to meet you. Thank you very much. Thanks also to Cecil Anderson for running the board and also for you listening. Uh, hope you have a very happy Advent and Christmas and New Year's and Epiphany. And what else have I got? Uh, 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 Valentine's Day. Should I throw that one in as well? <laughs> Just cover the next few months. All right. Thanks, everybody. And don't forget, uh, be like Roxanna. And if you have a, a ministry, an apostolate, something that is Catholic and local, I'd love to hear about it. And you can be sitting right where Roxanna is. And I'd like to interview you about uh, what's important to you. Just email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Thanks again, Roxanna. And uh, God bless everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. 
Hello, my name is Brad Grimes with the Grimes Insurance Group, and I'm a proud sponsor of 910 AM. My wife and I are parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco with our four sons. I would like you to consider Grimes Insurance Group for your personal insurance needs. We are an independent agency working with multiple carriers. I invite you to call today for a no-obligation review of your insurance needs. We can be reached at 214-494-8800. That's 214-494-8800. Thank you. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, Dave Palmer at... Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.